Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Well, Jim, uh, we're, we're recording right now. There's still six minutes and 11 seconds left, but I, <laughs> I think it's safe to say that this is why everybody picked the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl. This is the Go Long Podcast. I'm Tyler Dunn here with Jim Monas. A, a curb stomping of epic proportions when it comes to uh, <laughs> week one of the NFL season. For, for a marquee game like this, I mean, the hype – I. I I guess this first game's always hyped, but th- th- this one especially. I mean, I-, I think everybody expected a really most people, not you. You you had a good feeling about no, this. No, 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 no. But a, no. a a good game, a high scoring game. Defending champs. I mean, the defending champs just were embarrassed. They were punked. the The Rams looked like shit. I mean, in every phase of the game. But I, I think more than that, it's it's what the Buffalo Bills did. I mean, the Bills were utterly dominant so i at a loss for words as as we hit record here but what what is your uh immediate reaction as this game kind of grinds to my 17 my 17 years of nfl experience this is why you hire me and help you know with the podcast for my great analysis on this game I, i don't even know what to say other than this is what a super bowl team looks like I mean, I don't know who, what do you want? I, I can't give you, I mean, anybody that likes football can appreciate this. This team is loaded every single phase. Loaded. You know loaded. what little that sequence D-line, I liked I'm, more? Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Jim. No, I, I love the way that D-line was pushing those guys around tonight. I mean, they were, there's no weaknesses right now. How about Espinenza? I was thinking, I was thinking that was the one guy maybe I've never really seen do anything. I thought he, he caused that that last throw to be a little high on, you know, that little bull rush he had gotten Stafford's way. I mean, it's every guy is contributing right now. Everyone. Von Miller. What, Jordan what Phillips. That? Jordan Phillips. You know, I think I told, talked about that before. We almost, you know, we were debating. It was between him and Darby for that pick um, that year. Jordan Phillips. Rex loved, I mean, Rex loved both of them. He loved Jordan Phillips, and we did too. We just, 
you know, we were just excited about Darby as a corner, but they have, they're, they're complete. They're just complete. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't really have, I don't know what else I could talk about with Buffalo this year. They're complete. How about the running backs? How hard did they run? I was just going to say, I mean, I think what I love the way the running backs most run. was, yeah, like that, that sequence there when it was still kind of a game, right? Lead, maybe it was leading up to the, uh, the Isaiah yeah. McKenzie touchdown, but I mean, you've got yeah. Josh Allen's stiff arm, which is what we're all going to be seeing all week. Nasty. But then Devin Singletary right. just unloads into a tackler. I mean, he unloads. just kind of throws himself, uproots him from the ground. It's, it, those kind of plays, not that they were um, necessarily lacking, but you didn't see no, it consistently but... the, these last two years. I mean, these last two Bills teams, you know, you look at the numbers, it's it's historic stuff in team history, the points, the yards, you know, Josh Allen's second MVP voting 2020. But, you know, th- those kind of plays, physical running by Zach Moss, too. I think that maybe that, that I think that's kind of what gives you the long term hope most out of this game is that this looked I'm telling like you. a team that can win this was dominant. You know, in January and February. This was dominant. They should have been up more at halftime. Oh yeah. I took them in the first half. I took them in the first half. I you know what one of my bets lost. That was like the one the only bet I lost on the game, but <laughs> they were dumb. They should have been they they should have been up fourteen at halftime. Yeah. Yeah. But Right, yeah, there I was mean, just that was complete dominance. Totally, I. What do you, well, I mean, I what do you want to say? It's like, what do you want to say? Crowder, how about the mix of Crowder and McKenzie, and the way they fit them in, and the play calling? The offense was like it was nonstop. It was boom, boom, boom. They were so in sync. They looked like a dude. It was just you can't look any better. I mean, they were I, when I say that. You know, and I said they should have been up 14 at half. I mean, they had a couple of things they'll, they'll want to clean up. I mean, you know, the turnovers and mm-hmm. you, you want to clean that up. But they weren't terrible plays. They weren't like, you know, the McKenzie interception was – that was tough. I mean, that, was, that wasn't easy. We'll grill, we'll grill his ass tomorrow at the show. I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a tricky – I'm saying that's a tricky play. So, yeah. I mean, that's as bad as it gets. Like it takes kind of a, a well, play that like that. Well, just goes to show, like the, the margin for error on this team and this offense, it's go, it's going to be low. I mean, they're going to hold themselves to the the highest of high standards with the way that they can just move the ball yeah, at complete stop will. Yep. The the only thing that will stop the Bills is the Bills. Really, that that that's, I, that's I what think you're right. Look like I think we can say that. I think so. Turnovers, penalties, you know, whatever. Football, you know, we always just say it's football sometimes. Football, it's, you can't explain it. They're too – that's fine-tuned. I thought the corners were outstanding. Defense yeah. looked fast. I don't know. It was just – it was everybody. When, when you watch a Buffalo Bills game, too, and I think that this really kicked in the last time they played the Rams, what, 2020 – you know, COVID year, no fans in the stands. But, you know, that early that season when they had that win against the Rams, scored a ton of points, like you just kind of knew that in this type of game, the Bills are going to do whatever they want on offense. They're going to move at their pace, their sequence of plays, get the weapons that they want and the specific matchups they want. And 
that's what you saw out there. But I think what is most encouraging, you know, even maybe more than those, those, those moments of physicality from Moss, from Singletary, from Allen, Ken Dorsey, right? I, I think you lose Brian Dayball to the New York Giants, and that's that's the the one question, the one big question mark with this team is, and even Jordan Palmer, when we talked about it for the for the story we have up today at Go Along TD, it's. You know, I think that he was cautiously optimistic because he, he's a big day ball guy. He knows that it's not just play design, it's play calling and it's setting things up. It's getting into a rhythm and you don't really know how you're going to be as a play caller until you get in that moment. And Ken Dorsey, he's he's been around this offense, around this quarterback, but he hasn't called plays. And that was about as in sync, in rhythm, just <laughs> up in the booth, you know, uh, calling the shots like like the dork that he was at the U as Jordan Palmer said, you know, surrounded by everybody and those crazy teams, just, just a mad scientist up there. I mean, he had the Rams on the ropes. They had zero answers. It didn't matter that they had Aaron Donald, that they had Bobby Wagner, that they had Jalen Ramsey. They they were embarrassed. And I think this was a Dorsey game, really. I mean, he he proved he's going to put these players in the position to win. And they're they're going to you know, be too talented. Jalen Ramsey enters those. You know how those great shot blockers in in basketball. There was always that fine line between between being a great shot blocker and getting dunked on a lot. And Jalen Ramsey, like he does make some plays, but man, he gets beat a lot. He gets beat a lot. And I'm not trying to say he's not like a talented player. I'm not trying to like say anything like that. I'm just saying something that it, there is something consistent there with him. I mean, it shows up every year where he gets beat, but it, 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 we, we always come back to the theme of this being a game of inches and legacies being defined on, oh, yeah. you know, I can tell one way or another, you know, the, the interception that Tart. wasn't the NFC title game, right. Staff Stafford throws it right to Tart's hands. But I, I can't. One, I mean, Jalen Ramsey, Super Bowl, last play of the game. I mean, he he falls down. Jamar Chase is wide open. If Aaron Donald doesn't get home, Jalen Ramsey. That, that's we're talking about that. That defines him, right? The richest cornerback in the game gets absolutely burnt on fourth and short in the Super Bowl. So yeah, he. You're right. Uh, and, and the Bills, they caught him. They caught him deep to Diggs. Diggs got right in his face. You got to love that. And that's, he plays off of that energy. I think that was his agent in the corner, too. I think that was Adisa celebrating with him. So it was, everybody was having fun out there. No doubt. It was. It's, it is locked and loaded. I, I, it's unbelievable. It seriously is unbelievable what they have put together. I mean, with the greatest possible talented quarterback. You know what I was thinking about? You know, we talk about who we miss on in drafts all the time, right? That's always, that's kind of like the biggest topic. How did, how did nobody take a chance on Josh Allen? Like I'm talking like, does Alabama look back on how they were scouting that region or those schools and say, Hey, what, why didn't we know about, or why did we not think he had a chance? Because usually division one schools, that type of physical, just, just off the physical skill set alone, you get an offer. How how does he end up at Wyoming? How does nobody? How does nobody? I would love to hear if any of those colleges, like who was recruiting him, the ones that missed on him. 
or the ones that didn't go after him. I would love to hear how that goes down because he's, he's arguably the most talented quarterback in the NFL. Like, it's hard to even argue with Jordan Palmer when he says the most physically talented quarterback ever. And yeah. it sounds crazy to argue that. that at first. Yeah. But then no, no, I really wouldn't argue it. I know what he means. everything. I mean, yeah, to answer your question, right? I mean, he's he went to community college. Yeah. He's just, you know, Fireball, California. Um, it's just crazy to me to think that I just, I don't know. I'd love to hear more about that. Those recruiting. Uh... Yeah, I was trying to find his rankings here while we're talking, but I mean, I, I think he was just that unbelievably raw, and he just never was yeah, was, was trained. You know, he wasn't trained true. like a lot of these seven on seven guys, and maybe maybe that ended no, up helping true. him I mean, that he wasn't I, I, like yeah. made a robot at a young age. He wasn't just yeah. thrown into these camps and right. these systems. Like like Darnold probably was that right. I mean, he just he kind of was big and <laughs> strong good, and athletic. I like and, that. I like that. Uh, and so he so he had all these gifts at Wyoming, and you know some teams were intrigued by it. Some teams wrote him off, but then he's a throwback. I feel like he's a throwback to the days of developing quarterbacks, and it's it's okay if it takes a couple years to get a guy going because he spent the time with Palmer, he spent the time with Dayball. They Brandon Bean just has given him everything that he needs. Um, that was interesting when Jordan Palmer said he calls out the best tandem in the NFL, Bean and Allen, like Allen getting what he needs from Bean year in and year out. It started way back with there's no way John Brown and Cole Beasley to the big digs move to Gabe Davis to tweaking it today. They replaced with the same. He's right. They just replaced the skill set. You know the size. It's similar guys. They just. They know what they want for each position on the field. Yeah, it's a machine. And you know what's going to get better with time? It's it's that relationship with Diggs because it was so oh. good so fast that we, you know, and I, and I know they got together at Pete Bomarito's down there during during COVID, and I think that helped them gain yeah. a little chemistry. But the time-tested reps where you could see it out there tonight, those back shoulder throws, you know, seeing the same thing out there, the, the, the timing – there's that back shoulder throw on the left sideline where, <laughs> I mean, he plants his foot. The ball is there. Everybody on the Bills sideline loses their minds because it's just that rhythmic. Uh, that That's something that's going to keep growing. I mean, we talk a lot about Aaron Rodgers, you know, and what he had with Devontae Adams, what he had with Jordy Nelson before that. It's it's that it's a telepathic, you know, connection yeah, where no you, you see the same thing. You're thinking the same way. Your footwork's in line with his footwork, and it's just beautiful to watch. Um, they didn't, they couldn't have that in 2020. They could, you know, 2021. It was a little better, but that's going to mm-hmm. age well, which, which it has to as Diggs kind of gets a little slower. But um, that that that's why you pay Diggs that money to keep him, and that's still the bread and butter of this pass game. Think about this. I wanted to mention this with Dorsey tonight. Didn't we talk a lot last year kind of about it, – it seemed like the Bills lost a little bit of that down the field, the big chunk throws, you know, like it wasn't coming as easy to that offense last year. Remember, they went through that stretch where they were really fighting. Yeah. This looked – this looked like – this looked like the Bills offense that is just – 
that's the mix of everything. The tough runs, the short passing game, the way they were getting rid of the ball quick, the shots down the field, guys are wide open. He's running around. Do you think he was running too much? Is that mm-hmm. something that's going to get talked about? He took yeah, some hits. Dead wrong. He, takes, he does take some hits. He takes some hits. I thought that was something. But I'm not saying save. anything. I thought it's something they would say for December and January. You know, they kind of. I don't know what. Yeah. We're nitpicking, we're nitpicking. obviously. But I mean, yeah, you, you, but you want to keep him healthy. He's so good. He's so talented. The design runs. You got to pick and choose a little bit when you're up by three touchdowns. They, I, they have to talk about it. He's so big, and it's hard to think anything's going to happen to him. But you never know. But that's football. You can't. You can't get. I mean, yeah, but you run the risk too, where it could be, it could be six, seven years from now. You look at Cam Newton and how unstoppable he was in 2015. Yeah. I mean, no, it's, that it's season true. that he had was it, it was unbelievable. I mean, it, that's what made the Super Bowl that shocking that Denver won. I mean, Cam Newton was just yeah. absolutely tearing through yeah. the NFL, and then it just, you know. Poof! You know, a couple couple years later, he, he just even the next year he wasn't the same guy. Warren Moon thinks it, it's because they kind of beat him down. You know that, that that those hits kind of accumulated over time. He got. He you got to be careful destroyed. when he's that talented. I mean, Josh Allen is is special. You you don't want to risk it too. And I, hey, I'm I'm with you. Like I don't think you want to neuter that from his game because no. he's six five no. two fifty rolling downhill stiff arming. Like you don't want to tell yeah, that player not to do that. Um, but they're they're gonna have to pick their spots because if you hey just let me know when the playoffs start seriously I this is like they just need to find a way to stay healthy get home field you know that's the thing right like you just don't want to blow your load here too early in the season <laughs> well you gotta win a lot of games to get home field yeah I will say that and you want to do it set the tone and then. Well, we'll talk about that later. But it's just, to me, you see a performance like that. That's a real, I mean, we're talking about the Rams. This isn't some, I mean, to make them look that bad. I think that psychologically, it's it's such a win for the Bills because. Oh, yeah, I agree. It's crazy to look at I agree these national that. predictions and everybody's picking the Bills. Everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's silly. I mean, well, the athletic ESPN NFL network. Yep. It seemed, I don't know what the, the final tally was, but it feels like 75% of people are, are picking the Bills to win the Super Bowl. And then in Vegas, you've seen the numbers. I was telling you, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up here while we're talking. It's it, they it said it's crazy. the most bet on, it's the most bet on team they've ever had on to win a Super Bowl. So this is per Caesar Sportsbook. The Bills have received more than twice as much money to win the Super Bowl than every other team. Four times as much money than 22 teams, 10 times as much money than 12 teams. So, like, you can't play that underdog role. You can't stand no. in the middle of a locker room and say, oh, they, they counted us out, men. Like, that <laughs> flies out the window. Like, that, All can't, that card doesn't work. Like, but, but, you know, it, when we use the term Super Bowl or bust, it's not in a derogatory, like, no. way, in, 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 a, in a negative way. It's, just operate as the bully. Operate as the badass team that's gonna, you know, kick your ass, and then when you're down, keep kicking you. Like that's Accept what the Bills it. have to do. Yeah, 
Just accept just, it. Just be, be the aggressor. Like, yeah, yeah, embrace it, right? Embrace it. It's why you're in the sport. It's the window. You're in the window. You know it. Take it. It's a great, great feeling. I used to love it when I was working for the Saints. I loved it. I knew every year we had a chance. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes it so fun to go to work. This team reminds me of the 96 Packers in a way, too. Where oh, I love we, that we comparison. Both grew up watching I love Packers. it. I love that comparison. They they were the favorite. They love each other. They, this team loves each other. That, too. Oh, yeah, the camaraderie is huge. Oh, I thought that's what you were saying, because I always thought that Packer team seemed like they – you probably know more. I mean, I don't know if I – they just always seem to have good chemistry. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, talking to them more years later, Leroy Butler, Antonio Freeman, Brett Favre, but – um. The pressure. I mean, they that that was the, the ninety five yeah. team made it to the NFC Championship game, lost to Dallas, but Brett Favre was the MVP. You know, Brett Favre goes through his rehab stuff. He comes he, he comes out of rehab. He has a press conference, and he, he uses the words that you're not going to hear out of Buffalo probably, mm-hmm. but he says it's Super Bowl or bust. Like he comes mm-hmm. out and says it. They're on the cover of Sports Illustrated, That's right? Um, predicted to win it all. You know, and and what do they do? They they went out. At the start of the season, I believe they played Tampa Bay in the first game of it. It meant 30. And this is going to be interesting. I want to say it was 34 to three. We're going to pull it up. But they came out of the shoot just demolishing teams. I mean, it yeah. wasn't yeah. It wasn't even close. Like offense, defense, completely dominant. And completely they, they dominant. Leaned, they I like into that comparison. That. And that's not to say that the Bills are going to be able to beat every single team 31 to 10. Because that Green Bay, I mean, there's another perfect example because Green Bay, later in the season, they they start losing all the receivers. Uh, Freeman breaks his arm. Robert Jones tears his ACL. They're down to, like, Terry Mickens and Don Beebe. And, you know, they pick up Andre Risen late in the season. So the Bills are going to face adversity. It's going to happen. No question. I was just going to say that. We all know it's a week-to-week league. And I'm sitting there. The only thing I'm saying is, it's week to week, and yeah, there's going to be things, but this team is built and capable of winning the Super Bowl. No question about it. It was 34-3. You called that. Day. Yeah, that's a good call right out of the gate. And then, that's right, Monday night against the Eagles, 39-13. San Diego, 42-10. to they, they fell to Minnesota because they could never win at Minnesota. Then back no, to 31-10, 37-6. They, they, they were killing teams early on, but then they, yeah, they kind of hit the injuries. So that, yep. that's going to be a question for the Bills. So, something will go wrong. It's something. It's always going to be something. But And in a, in, in a weird way, I mean, going through crushing playoff losses, it can, it can help you. I mean, you saw it with the Saints banging on that door and coming up short. Um, it can callous you for, for that adversity, for those tough times too. I don't know what it's going to be, but I mean, we do know the Bills are Super Bowl contenders, Super Bowl That's favorites it. for a reason. <laughs> you watch Josh Allen, and don't you just think like, why doesn't every team just just try to find like a a big, strong, athletic freak, put him at quarterback, let him do whatever he wants? Like, if I'm the 49ers with Trey Lance, and I'm watching this, I'm not overthinking stuff. I'm just I'm just unleashing Trey Lance in every way and hoping for the best. Agree. St. Justin Fields, all that. Yeah. All these guys. Don't overthink stop, it. Just stop overthinking it. Let these guys do what they do. 
they were champions. Like these guys were champions in college. They know how to, you know, don't hold them back. Great point there too. Ken Dorsey was a champion in college. Ken Dorsey's been in big time moments, big time games. He's where that that's going to mean something, you know, he'll name his, he'll be on that. He'll be on that next list. Now that's a done. It might be just from this game. <laughs> There's probably some teams thinking, Oh shit, we should have, uh, should just named him our head coach or done something here. We'll see. We'll see how Dable does with Daniel Jones to see if it's the coach or the quarterback. Man, well, we, we definitely are going to get into the whole NFL on the next episode of the pod. But um, as, as we mentioned before, uh, all season long, Fatty Beer Company, Orchard Park, New York. They've got places all over the place. We're, we're psyched uh, that they are our new hosts. So uh, we're going to be there once a week. But out of the games, you know, a little different with the Thursday game. But each week, once we get into a rhythm, we'll have, you know, a, a medium length podcast just on the Bills full length on the NFL. And then later in the week is when we're going to get to fatty and hang out with whoever wants to hang out with us. We've got some great guests lined up. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, Jim, you know, I I forgot to tell you, you're a genius as well for predicting uh, the Los Angeles Rams demise. Now it's one week. Let's let's not overreact. I'm not saying anything yet. (laughs) You did have them as as a disappointing team and our go long predictions and, I don't think they made your playoffs either. I had some fun with that. Yeah, check out our predictions and let us know what you think. A lot of stories up. Vikings, Darius Smith, Josh Allen, Bob's Packers series is off and running. Jim's stuff is going to start next week. It's going to be fun, man. I can't wait. 